Hello, beautiful listeners of the podcast. Welcome back. I hope you have had a really lovely, lovely start to the new year. And yeah, I'm hoping this energy is feeling different and new. I know that the last few years have been really, really challenging. And um, yeah, I think sometimes January can be an energy where we are feeling sort of like a white knuckle, you know, let's stick to our new um, commitments and make sure that this is a totally different year and it can feel sort of overwhelming. And um, I think something that's been helpful for me is, well, two things. One is that for as a January baby, so if anyone else is listening um, and has their birthday in January, it's you, you're sort of hit with, okay, this is a new year, new me, and it's also a new year of your life. And for me, I'm turning 30, and there's so much that I want to change and I'm very committed to that and it feels very urgent and very serious um but something that's been helpful for me is knowing that there are many new years if you're Jewish we have the new year around September usually um I hope that's right I'm sorry mom if it's not (laughs) Um, but I think usually um, Rosh Hashanah, the new, the Jew, the you know, the new year in the Jewish calendar, um, which is a lunar calendar, is around September. Um, and then if you're into astrology and um, paganism and anything connected to um, sort of the more natural, not um, yeah, Abrahamic religion calendar, then. The new year is around March, March 21st, when we start Aries season and we start a new year. So I know I need this. This is just an invitation to all of you overachievers, type A people, people who maybe have had a little lack of faith in the universe and in feeling taken care of and feel like it's all on your shoulders. I know so many of us who are like really strict with diet and exercise and motivation there's sort of this energy like it's all up to me for things to work in this like savior complex maybe you had it in childhood like you know the weight of things going well in the family was up to you too much responsibility i think all these things are connected and yeah let's um let's just remember there's a lot of new starts and with that being said I think it's also really exciting um, to start a new year I have been doing the to be magnetic manifestation school um, manifestation challenge which actually started in December which felt really good to start a list and a new year's resolution and a manifestation list at a time that wasn't so loaded I remember last year um before new year's eve like writing this list and just wanting it so much and truthfully there's been a lot of grief because the main thing that i really wanted um and felt was very timely did not at all come through and actually i would say sort of the opposite happened um and 
yeah, I've been grappling with that and grappling with, um, just the themes of like hope and, um, that maybe like these things that feel like big blocks are actually a sign that something is going to move and that the desired outcome is coming. So yeah, I'm taking my own medicine to sort of step into this energy that's perhaps a bit more receptive and gentle and restful. I know the whole astrology of the start of the year is very quiet and sort of cocoon like so let's just sort of bask in that I know for me it's been a lot of cocoon time and there can be this restless feeling of like wanting to stretch my limbs and be the butterfly that emerges from the chrysalis and just sort of trusting timing while taking aligned action is sometimes all I can do so so that's my little spiel my little musing of the depths I am sitting outside and it is, I hope it's not too noisy, but there is the sound of droplets of water from the trees, from the rainstorm we had this morning and birds while I was, while I was going deep before this really interesting bird that almost looked like a hawk kind of swooped down and I always look at hawks as major medicine. I don't know if it was a hawk, but it was something I hadn't seen and I, always look at all these things as significant like animal spirit totems and I am earthing my feet are in the earth which is yeah I haven't been able to do that in quite a while um if it gets too noisy out here I will pause recording and go back in but um there's some sunshine and I just paused my I'm listening to um, another Marianne Keys audiobook, which her books are just such medicine to me. They are considered chiclet, um, but she is someone who really has dealt with like the depths of darkness and addiction and, um, you know, all of it really just not wanting to be here on earth anymore. And at the same time has this juxtaposition of like being such a girly girl and loving makeup and, having like a really wry um sort of dirty sense of humor and it's just such medicine to a be reading I just find like rom-coms and chiclet to be the ultimate medicine it helps me to lighten up and and focus more into enjoyment versus like fixer mode um always trying to improve myself mode and also just to hear these characters, these women who are having these thoughts and talking about their bodies and food and um, being like covetous of men and all this stuff. Um, I don't know if that's the right word, but you know, this thing of like women, you know, we're supposed to like be very um, chaste and when we have a partner to not look at anyone else and I feel like um, the characters in her books, as well as like Ali Wong, help to let go of some of the shame that I think women sort of bury because we're also, you know, sexual creatures who are have animal bodies and, and look around and all of that and to not have shame around that. Um, and she's hilarious and I 
am constantly cracking up while reading and it's just the best medicine and just a reminder that medicine doesn't have to come in the form of like a meditation or a plant medicine ceremony but can come in the form of a really good novel or watching Gilmore Girls or cooking while listening to Lana Del Rey like all of these things that are more less serious and less dogmatic can sometimes be the best medicine um so yeah in today's episode I think I'm just gonna muse a little bit about the most recent trip up to the cottage um I guess it's a more of a winter cottage in the summer it's a summer cottage but just my favorite place possibly on earth definitely in Denmark in this really cute town um in the north side of this island of in English it's called Zealand so I'll just say that um yeah of Denmark and it's a really really beautiful coastal place with beautiful cliffs and the house is just so cozy and there's a fireplace and it's where I'm happiest um so I'll talk a little bit about that and then I have a list of happy little things um just a running list that I haven't shared um things that I'm enjoying happy things that have happened and yeah so I think that's all for now I'll stop the intro and I'll see you guys in a little bit and I hope you're enjoying your time while listening I hope you're getting some time to yourself to relax and yeah I really appreciate you guys thanks for being here welcome back lovely lovely listeners I don't know if you can hear it but it is raining outside and it's finally like a really heavy rainstorm it's been raining all night and all morning and it is tomorrow from when I um, recorded that original intro and I decided not to share it. It actually felt too raw and too vulnerable. Um, There's a writer that I love and she was interviewed and she shares all about her life and her stories but she shares them in past tense so she's never been someone who And I think this is the difference between writers and people who are sharing sort of live, like podcasters and influencers, um, is that usually people will write a memoir and it's like stuff that has been processed. In this generation, a lot of times we um, feel like we kind of come to the world like reporting live from the battle, sort of. And what she said, and I think I've mentioned this before, is she shares scars, um, but she doesn't share open wounds. And I think it's really individual. I think there's something beautiful about sharing and letting go of shame. And um, that's been a real practice for me is just openly saying things that I'm mortified about and like allowing love to come in sort of like um, like salt water on a, on a wound. And it can be really uncomfortable and almost painful, and then it's ultimately healing. But this felt like it was too much to just put out on a public platform. And so I've decided to finally really commit to making a Patreon. And there's going to be a tier if you just want to, like two tiers if you want, one if you just want to support me. Um, 
and just support the project and buy me a cup of rose tea or a matcha latte every month and that'll be um I think that'll be like three dollars and 33 cents to sort of just be a producer of the show um but then if you feel like you would be open to some more like real diary like entries um where I'm really sharing much more openly about some more personal journeys and things that I'm finding that are helping me um, sort of reporting live from my healing journey. I will be releasing secret episodes on um, the higher levels here and I also have some plans to make some ASMR um, content. So I love listening to whispering. It like always helps me go to sleep and relaxes my nervous system a lot. So I have some ideas to do like makeup, ASMR tutorials, and um, some meditations that I've actually recorded for myself before, like um, waking up in your dream life and having your dream day. And I really believe in the power of that type of like hypnosis-based um, deeper visualization and using your imagination and just daydreaming. Sometimes I think with this like law of attraction work when we're manifesting and visualizing it can be sort of like um very serious like with a clenched jaw and we want to visualize everything perfectly so we get the perfect outcome and sometimes I like to to just daydream and use that as a medium of visualizing what I want and feeling into it and just sort of having fun with it and knowing that it doesn't have to be so perfect um so yeah, so that is my housekeeping announcement. And while I'm on housekeeping, actually one more thing. If you feel like supporting this project, I would love to hear from you. You can DM me and let me know. Yeah, just let me know how it's landing with you. If you have any questions about anything beauty related, I've been getting some DMs about some of the wellness and beauty things that I recommend. Um, you can leave a five-star rating on Spotify or a five-star rating and review on Apple. Um, yeah, I think that's everything. You can follow me on Instagram at happy little things pod. So instead of little, it's L-I-L, um, happy little things pod. And that's everything. So let's just dive right into the episode. Um, I am sitting in this beautiful rainstorm and it is not yet noon um, and I'm just like reflecting on the lovely vacation that Mike and I went on to the summer cottage um, up in the like woodsy seaside cliffside village of Tisvillai, my favorite place in Denmark. Um, and this is the first week that I am unemployed, that I, um, yeah, I quit my cafe job. And I am feeling repeatedly called, like, because I do this thing where I check in um, and just say, how am I feeling? What do I need? And my intuition always tells me, and it keeps saying, sleep and rest. And, um, yeah, I can feel that that's true. I can feel that, you know, sometimes like a nap or sleep is the 
most potent medicine, most potent healing medicine, trauma healing, nervous system soothing. Um, and yeah, so I'm, it's sort of confronting to be, to feel like I'm in a place where it does feel very privileged. It feels difficult knowing that, um, people I love are going hard to, and going to work every day and working and it feels, um, yeah, there's like a worthiness, workaholic, capitalistic sort of shadow sort of thing that can get to me and make me like fervently clean the whole house and busy myself, um, which I did this morning. But, um, yeah, I was speaking to someone close to me about discipline and how their growing edge is really to have more discipline and structure. And for me, my natural energy is towards rigidity and deprivation and um, feeling like I have to white knuckle everything and work really hard. And actually there's this deeper belief that has been brought to my awareness and sometimes the awareness itself is the healing, but of this feeling like, um, no pain, no gain. Like I have to suffer before something if I really want it. And I know this is something that's sort of ingrained in the collective. Um, I think it's a part of peoples who have experienced, um, yeah, major trauma in the collective. So, um, particularly Ashkenazi Jews, um, but all Jews have experienced, um, yeah, a lot of suffering and annihilation and all of that, but, um, it sort of can be the subconscious, um, imprint of feeling like my ancestors suffered. Why do I deserve to have it better? Or, um, even more subtle things like watching the generations before us sort of, being slaves to um, to their jobs and equating needing to suffer with being worthy of earning anything, whether it's money or love or um, whatever big manifestation or thing you're calling in. Um, and now I hear that they are doing very loud work outside construction work. So I am actually going to pause this and continue when they stop. I hope you don't mind the choppiness. I'm just really reporting live. Um, very unedited. As I think you guys know, my microphone and computer have not been working and my, the microphone I bought will not connect to my iPhone or to my computer. So it's very low tech right now. I will definitely be working on that now that I have the time to, but yeah, right now it's very low maintenance. So we're going to pause here and I will come back when the noise goes away. See you guys soon. Okay, we are back. The only background sound is of the rain falling and all the candles are lit right now. I went on a wiping down surfaces rampage today and getting all the candle wax off of everything um and yeah just tidying up so everything feels clean and lovely and I have these really pretty they're like pastel um 
jewel tone candles um, that are natural and they're from my mother-in-law and they're really pretty and I'm actually realizing that for the winter it's actually much cozier to have like a deeper um, colored candle than just white feels really cozy so I have those in my like light sort of a mix of like rose dusted rose and coral this like ceramic um two-pronged candle holder and then all the gold ones that are around and all the salt ones and the glass ones and um yeah it's really cozy and then in my window I've been doing like seasonal displays on the window right next to our bed um because yeah we have our bed next to like sort of in the corner and then because it's a very high up bed right next to it we have this window looking out at the apple tree and the garden and um I just love making it like seasonal and naturey so during the fall we had really cute little decorative gourds that I posted on Instagram and um and like different candles I think I did like this floating candle thing with um this gl like glass antique um gold and like gold leaf goblet sort of thing that was really wide and a bunch of little tea candles in there and now I have my white chalky um driftwood that I got in Mirns Klimt which is this beautiful chalk cliff in um the southern part of this island in Denmark where I live and so it's like really white almost looks like snowy like wood and then um, my selenite also for the wintry white color this really pretty gold lantern it's like brass actually and i put a tea candle in there and then my favorite thing is this it's like a taupey dusted rose sort of like warm colored um oh, what are they called like a, a big it's a big candle I'm gonna think of it later um like a column or something I don't remember um but it's so beautiful and so warm and gives off the most beautiful light oh a pillar candle that's what it's called um and then around that is this really pretty pine branch that um, one of the Christmas gifts we got. It was like part of the decoration, which Danes just know how to make, how to collect items from the forest and give the most beautiful, like not materialistic, in my opinion, like perfect Christmas gifts. So um, yeah, so that's what I'm looking at right now. And um yeah, settling into this week where I have some administrative things to do and um, yeah, just some like annoying immigration stuff to do. But otherwise, it's all about self-care and tending to myself right now. Um, yeah, just kind of working on my heart and healing my heart. And um, oh, there goes my notes again. I have a note. I have notes for this episode, which is kind of rare, but... Um, 
So yeah, I'm just going to be sharing things that I am loving and the lovely time we had up north, just a little travel diary and just reflections on turning 30 tomorrow. So it might be a long episode, I'm not sure. Might cut it into two, we'll see. But um, yeah, so I think I'll start at the place that I was at right before Christmas. So I finished up my job at this cafe where I worked for a year and a half. And I was the only person who worked there. Um, and I was able to like meet really, really lovely, lovely, lovely people and have just these heart open conversations and learn about them and their lives and share about myself sometimes like very vulnerably when it was quiet, we would just talk and, um, yeah, I just feel like I met sort of like soul family, like people that I instantly, felt comfortable around. Um, and the thing that's so special about that is I had a very isolated, lonely experience in Denmark before. And particularly I had this like thought and belief that because I live, um, on the outskirts of Copenhagen and there aren't as are, so I thought, I thought there weren't international or young people, um, which like, how would I know? I was like, always home. I was like such a housewife and I couldn't work. So I would just go, like when I would go into the town, it was just to go grocery shopping. And, um, yeah, I felt, I felt unwelcome as a foreigner and I started getting, um, sort of the opposite of the Woody Allen thing. Like if they don't want me to be part of their club, I don't want to be part of their club sort of view on, and um, got really shut down and resentful and I was talking to my Romanian friend about this and we were kind of laughing at how like immature that is and how like (laughs) but yeah that's how it was and um, and so to like be in a place where I met all the a lot of them like a lot of international people but also a lot of Danish people that I like were just so lovely and warm and open-hearted was a very healing experience and um even the people that I didn't have like these deep conversations and connections with just being able to speak the language and be understood while speaking um was really helpful and I feel a lot more comfortable living here now and I'm not as freaked out about doing the wrong thing and standing out and I don't have this foreigner American complex anymore which is huge I was like so embarrassed for people to know that I was American I was like mortified when I messed up while speaking Danish now I I don't have that as much which is was really is really a healing thing especially because this is where I plan on um having my starting my life and um always traveling and I'm actually going back to the states um in February um just got the tickets so I'll be back in the states and I love being able to go back um home for extended periods of time I'm actually going to Colorado for the first time because that's where my mama is now um and yeah, but having this as a 
grounded home base feels really good. And my last day of work, um, sort of that last week of work was just magical. Um, first of all, like the customers and the regulars who would come in, um, one of the things I loved in addition to interacting with them with like myself was when they would meet each other because it was often you know it's not a city so it's not as busy and often it would just be a bunch of people talking and it was something I've noticed is like really beautiful um and is something that you don't get when you're like in a spiritual community like I was for so long and sort of in an eco chamber um you don't get that like it's it tends to be too homogenous in circles where you you know like whatever ecstatic dance people or tantra people or whatever um living in intentional community I always felt suffocated at places like that and I've realized that all the times that I've loved being in some sort of community it was when it was so varied from age to eating preference to like people who are super like skeptical and like very into quote-unquote science and people who are into more like new agey stuff and um you know even if you just look at the show friends right like it's beautiful because they're all so different like phoebe is like the cork ball and then there's rachel the jap and um i just watched a great Norwegian show called Storm for Christmas. Um, and if you haven't seen Home for Christmas, that was kind of the original one. It's it's cute because it's the same thing with Danish shows. It's like somewhat small country. So it's like all the same <laughs> actors sort of recycled. And um, yeah, so it was all the same people just not playing each other's like fathers and daughters, but a bunch of strangers who were um, in an airport for Christmas and they all came together and like in, in some ways like sort of healed each other. And yeah, it, it's just, um, it's the same thing in this book that I just read by Marian Keyes, um, The Brightest Star in the Sky. And it's this beautiful story of, I won't give anything away, but like everything she writes, it's a masterpiece. And um, all the stories, the individual stories of all of these um, people living in one apartment building. And at the end, they're sort of all brought together. And I know there's so many other movies, I'm sure, that you can think of where this happens, where people from such different walks of life, men, women of all like races and um, ethnicities and personality types and all of that, come together and bond for a moment even if it's just like a one-time thing over a cup of coffee um I love it and so my last week was so beautiful I there was a lovely Dutch girl who came in who I met she might be listening now um hi Anouk and she we just spoke for a little bit and we're both in the place where we're we quit our jobs and we want to travel and just having like great connections about like connections or conversations about human design and originally we the first when we first met we only spoke for a couple minutes and I was telling her about my how I don't ride a bike because I'm kind of overwhelmed by it and I didn't grow up riding a bike and 
the social anxiety element of when I first got here. I was biking all the time. I lived in the city and I, I biked every day. And then I started to get more insecure about like feeling like people were pissed off that I was biking too slowly or biking in the wrong way. And Danes are like, if you think about like New Yorkers commuting, like it, there's an energy I don't know if it's a city energy, but it's people like commuting to work um, or wherever they're going. They're like in a rush and there's a, they've been riding bikes their whole lives and they there's a way that you do it. And if you do it wrong, there's like a lot of, you know, like whatever, a lot of anger that you can get. And I actually don't know if that would bother me as much now, but it, it was a total block. So it stopped me for a while. And she, after just like having met me for five minutes, she's like, let's hang out and I'll teach you how to ride a bike. And then we'll get coffee. Excuse me. And I, I was like, that is so beautiful. And it turned out that I got a cold and we both, and it rained a lot and we couldn't do it. But like that went on my, on my appreciations list. Um, so yeah, so that's one thing. <sighs> the next thing I'm appreciating, and by the way, I'm calling this an appreciation list because gratitude as a as a thing is actually I find it that I personally get triggered by it and every time that I've been going through something really hard and someone has suggested like how about you make a gratitude list or something? Um, I would get so triggered and then I did some inner work on it, some meditation and I realized it was this thing that I think a lot of adults do to children where they're like, they have this practice of getting frustrated and saying like, look at everything I do for you. Why aren't you grateful? Show some gratitude, you know, whatever, like sort of um, in the heat of a moment of the moment and like, you know, it's not, it's not about point pointing blame or anything, but I was like a really sensitive kid. And that was something that I felt like the whole, like, be grateful thing. I sort of got allergic to it. So the way like people develop food sensitivities from having like too much of like chickpeas or something that, um, using gratitude in a way of like saying that you're being ungrateful or the shame that I internalize and attach to it. So I have never, it's one of those like very used spiritual things that has never resonated with me. And as I sort of separate myself from being attached to like needing to be fully healed or constantly doing work, um, there's so much work that I love and I'm connecting to it in a new way, but it's sort of one of those like very basic spiritual principles um, that has never felt good to me, just like quote-unquote breath work. Like, um, I know it's like usually encouraged to try to force yourself to take deep breaths and that never worked for me and it would always make me spiral and doing any kind of breath work would always make me anxious. And then sometimes just like honoring that and then you get this validation later so like with Iyengar yoga the method of yoga that I practice um that was sort of mirrored to me and they were like yeah it can actually be more stressful to force yourself to breathe deeply sometimes it's better to just observe your breath um and then with the gratitude thing I was in a women's circle and 
one of the women was part of this email list and she mentioned like instead of a gratitude list like just you can keep a list of appreciations like things that you're liking and you don't have to, you don't have to be so grateful for them because I know um yeah there can be shame attached to that I don't think I'm the only one with that um so another thing I have been enjoying very very much um and a pre- another appreciation number two on the list is the way that we have been making our bed set up so lots and lots of pillows cushions multiple duvets um this like white fluffy cozy blanket and then of course all the candles I put a heating pad on my lower back always to like soothe my adrenals and um then I have this red light um lamp for reading and I just actually sometimes put that on during the day it's on right now and just this like warm red light feels so healing and so cozy um so we've been doing that and watching different things and reading we've actually been reading a lot more than watching but I just watched Wednesday um which I loved and I resonate a lot with Wednesday that energy the aesthetic all of that um yeah I felt really seen and validated and I loved how she was able to be sort of like somber and serious and not overly affectionate and still be loved for it and that was actually she's sort of an expander for me because I noticed that I've noticed like how I sort of have like laid it on pretty thick with like needing to be so sweet and not emotionally honest like when I'm upset still like putting a smile on and never being grumpy and um feeling something I've gotten shamed a lot for is like not being a hugger and like not like being more of a cat rather than a puppy in a in a you know growing up in a house full of puppies who are like affectionate and want to talk on the phone all the time and love hugging and all of that so to something that's been healing for me is to connect with what actually feels authentic and good to me and yeah Wednesday is my expander as well as Helen Walsh in um in the Walsh family books by of course Marion Keys because she's able to I think just feeling like you can really be yourself um whatever that is and for me it's like being a little more salty and a little more serious and like putting less energy out, doing less of a dance, um, and still being loved for that, that feels very much like a growth edge and very exciting. Next on the appreciation list are the recipe sections of the magazines I've been reading. They're actually Danish magazines, which are like the most beautiful, glossy, um, very healthy. They always feature women of all ages and all sizes on the covers. They're very focused on interiors and of course like beauty as well, but again, like beauty for all ages. Um, and everything is just so beautiful always. Like the pages are so beautiful and there's a lot of focus on travel and, um, and the cooking section is always stunning. So, 
what I got from that that I'm going to make um there was a recipe for a lamb Moroccan stew and I don't want to make lamb so I'm going to make it with beef um but it is like something that I've had before so the spice is ras el khanout I think that's called it's Arabic um with like all the warming delicious spices I think there are rose there's like ground rose petals and cardamom and yeah all the good stuff cumin um and then dried apricots so I'm very excited to make that um and serve it with some fresh mint um and then the other thing that I actually made last night and it was delicious was a sweet potato curry um like loosely inspired by the recipe but just like really um finely chopped peeled sweet potato broccoli coconut milk chicken um of course onion and garlic that I sauteed in a mix of ghee and coconut oil and regular like um little fingerling potatoes and that was so beautiful with a romaine salad that I sprinkled sumac over highly recommend sumac if you don't want to have like a ton of salt it's naturally salty um and just yeah it's so delicious on the salad so that's that next all right so now I'm going to talk a little bit about um the lovely lovely vacation because that's the next section of my appreciation so okay so we had a really cozy like week off to sort of rest and recover and there was yeah there were some stressful things that came up very stressful things actually um in the days like before christmas and so after all the Christmas gatherings we like really rested and we noticed that we needed a lot of sleep and we were like sleeping in really late and resting throughout the day and I was having lots of like warm chamomile tea like big um, ball jars of it and just doing the stuff I know that helps with just being in a restorative state and then at the end um so just over the weekend we went to um like to celebrate sort of the end of winter vacation we went to the summer house so we packed very lightly because we weren't going to have a car um mike's mom very kindly drove up well actually mike drove and then she had the car to drive back so that we were able to get firewood and get all the groceries we wanted for um for our weekend so i got like a really nice bottle of organic red wine we got um root veggie chips and um i had like a vegan um hazelnut milk chocolate that was made with rice powder and mike had marabou chocolate like the swedish really really yummy junk food chocolate um and then I planned out a um yeah for the so the for the the three days that we were up there I planned out our meals so we would have a sweet potato chili with ground beef um 
and then that lasted for two days and then like a really nice board with charcuterie and artichoke dip and um veggies and yeah that was perfect and then fruit for the morning Mike made himself like eggs and bacon and toast and all of that every day and I had um pomegranates I had oatmeal one day with um bananas and oat milk and then lots of tea and coffee and um yeah almond and oat milk I think that was everything actually um yeah and of course a ton of salad greens um oh and chicken to yeah have grilled chicken salads and all that so got all our groceries and then we had to like set up the house and just take a lot of stuff out and vacuum and just like make it all cozy and we did that for like an hour while listening to this like funky um Christmas playlist that I haven't gotten to listen to and arranging all the produce in like beautiful ceramic bowls and setting up the fridge so it was organized and taking our clothes out and like making it really cozy that's something I have definitely learned from my mom and also from her best friend aunt Donna about like when you get somewhere to like really set up your toiletries in a really nice way because I always thought that it was easier to just like leave it in the bag um in your little like toiletry bag my mom used to call it little precious things um but instead to like take it all out and set it like the toothpaste and the I I packed really light I just brought this like lovely witch hazel that I have um that's mixed with calendula and rose water so I could like wipe my face down in the morning um I have these little like these wet herbal towelettes that I use to cleanse all my energy portals um that's one of the practices I do every night and morning like back of the neck back of the ears feet um yeah I do that every day so and those and then um my favorite moisturizer which is vitamin c banish moisturizer um the brand is called banish <clears throat> I think that was everything oh and coconut oil of course for oil pulling um yeah, so set that all up, and then Mike made a beautiful fire, <clears throat> excuse me, and I did some foam rolling, and then we like really hunkered down with our books, so Mike had his Dungeons and Dragons book, I had, um, I had Rachel again, which I'm in the middle of right now, which is the most satisfying book I've held in a while, it's like large it's large and hardcover so it just oh it's just so nice and comfy and cozy to hold in your hand and it's hilarious and beautifully written and sad as well um but that was so cozy just having the fire and the fairy lights and millions of candles lit of like large candles lanterns little candles it's just so beautiful and having many cups of tea um milky earl gray tea and yeah that was heavenly and that was sort of what we did for most of the days um sort of like rinse and repeat sleeping in and watching movies that we downloaded on the laptop because there's no internet up there 
and there's like no cell service really or very spotty cell service so it's always a great time to shut the phone off um and yeah so we would like wake up and I would play my audiobook the brightest star in the sky which I just talked about which was so good and make breakfast for us make us lemon water Mike would start a fire and we would just be cozy and go for walks um one day we walked through the woods my favorite favorite trees are birch trees like I just love that they're white I think they're so beautiful and just this little like birch tree sort of forest and a viking themed all wooden um little like playground that was so beautiful and was actually kind of becoming part of nature again but like these big sculptures of like the norse gods it was heaven total heaven little tree house um it was just open to the public and big open fields um where i feel like it was one of the places for my dream wedding dream wedding locations to be able to like have the ceremony in the woods and then the party and just like this big open field so I talked about that and was like walking around and imagining it and um yeah and then we walked down to look up out at the cliffside at the sea which is always so so stunning it's super high up and you can see Kattegat um I believe it's a mix. I don't. I think someone said it's Kattegat and the Baltic Sea. I'm not sure. Danes, you know the truth about this, but I believe that's what I was told. But it's like a light, you know, sea foamy green blue water and just expanses of ocean and so beautiful. Um, and yeah, and then we walked home when it was when it was like nightfall and got cozy and lit the candles and the fire again and read a lot um and then the next day same morning routine and then we um we went we decided that we needed to get some things for the evening so we needed like chips plant milk for me um white bread for mike and just like whatever i got some like i wanted some good olives and yeah stuff to have with our wine that evening and so um we had never like we had there's this really cute little um grocery store with all these like artisanal goods but we had never we'd always driven there and it's right in the adorable little town of chisvili which i love so much um, it has great coffee shops and just, yeah, tiny little shops. It's so, so cute and special and lovely. Um, but Mike just quickly looked it up on maps and found the route and we just like went off on our bikes and it was the first time I'd ridden a bike in a while and it felt really good and exciting and we followed the path and suddenly we were like amongst like open green pastures and there were all these animals out so there were like um they looked like boars but they were just like these grunting black big pigs that were actually so cute and goats and little bunnies um and we later found out that it was just open to the public and we were able to go in and 
yeah, pet the animals and look at the bunnies and um, they were the cutest bunnies I've seen. Yeah, one had like ginger fur and the other one had blue eyes with like gray and white fur and they were, had floppy ears. Really, really cute. Um, and then we kept biking and then there was this sort of like, yeah, we biked through this like there was cover of like branches that sort of made like an archway for a long like a tunnel a tunnel of yeah of trees um and it felt very like French countryside romantic movie um maybe like early 1900s like I felt like I was it was a very easy to romanticize that experience um yeah, and then we got all our goodies, and same thing, fire, and cooking, um, the chili I made came out divine, um, with, yeah, sweet potatoes, beans, chopped beef, um, I actually used celery and carrot and onion in it, and red wine, and just all the, yeah, all the spices you use in chili, um, and it was so warming, it went so well with the red wine, and, um, yeah, it was lovely, lots of yummy salads, um, and everything was, yeah, really, really cozy, um, and then for that, this board that we made at night to have with our movie, Mike made mini grilled cheeses, which were delicious, I'm actually just gonna, I took a note of everything on the menu, so let me look at that, um, Yeah, so mini grilled cheeses, and I made a blood orange um, mocktail that was excellent. Um, yeah, the artichoke roasted red pepper dip and really good olives, and salad, grilled chicken, roasted sweet potatoes, um, what else was there? Oh, I made like a marinated bean salad, which is something my great grandma used to make that was so yummy. And then, yeah, just a big salad instead of bread to sort of put the little bits and bobs on. And that was so yummy. Um, and yeah, it was just, it was so apparent like how healing it is to be up north in an area that both has nature and has like a really cute town because I need both. I need like a good cup of coffee if I'm in nature as well. I'm like, but a cafe and pretty design and all of that. Um, I don't like it to be too rustic um, or rural. And, and also just like being in a home that's so, like the furniture is so good, the energy flow, the feng shui, everything is really healing. I don't know if everyone's as sensitive. I know as someone with a human design chart that is like almost all open energy centers, like my surroundings are so important to me. And when they're good, I'm like blissed out. Um, and I noticed I was just like spontaneously, spontaneously doing yoga and like going on the foam roller and doing legs up the wall and like had the space to just move and read and be quiet and take naps and meditate and all of that so that was lovely that was really lovely um and now I yeah I am just gonna wish myself my lovely self a happy 
Erev birthday. It's the day before I turn 30. Um, and yeah, it is, I think I'm in a good place. I have spent the last few years, I think when I turned 25, I, um, I started freaking out and had this like, just had this awareness that I was not spending my 20s the way I was supposed to. And I was like spending all my time hanging out with my parents and with Mike and being a hermit and a homebody and, um, and yet like couldn't really get out of that like shell. And, um, there's just been so many things that have happened to me, like rock bottoms and health issues and things that have, yeah, that have made me more, more, um, more in my cocoon. And right now I'm just like deciding to enjoy that, to not like push myself to the point where it's like re-traumatizing to get out of my shell, but, um, to be really aware of the people that feel safe while I'm healing, um, to go and hang out with and spend time with. And, um, I'm obviously in a good place right now, but to, to just like honor that my timing is different. Um, it doesn't matter when I bloom. It just matters that I do. As I heard in this lovely song, um, called late bloomer recently. Um, and yeah, I mean, there are things that I feel like I should have in place at this age. I feel like, you know, turning 30, it would be, it would be great if there was like a huge party for me. And I, had all these, you know, I had this really vibrant social life and got all dressed up and felt great. And none of those things are in place right now, but I have an amazing partner. I am feeling much better about how I'm showing up in relationships and being more authentic. Um, I am being nicer to myself, I feel, and like actually listening to what I need and 30 is the new 20 baby so that's something I really feel and I am yeah I'm just kind of trying to practice patience and gentleness and also um yeah do the things that I know are aligned to do and to move myself forward and to heal and work on the worthiness and all of that so that's where I'm at if you feel like gifting me for my 30th birthday a review on Apple Podcasts would be amazing. Um, sharing an episode to your stories, anything in any way that you feel like supporting this episode would be an amazing gift. Um, you can comment a happy birthday on the post that will come out with this episode. Um, there's so many ways to support me and, um, yeah, I'm really open to receiving that. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. We have some really great ones coming up on a lot of different topics that are maybe a little controversial, unpopular opinions. Um, there will be some interviews coming up and of course sharing my happy little things, my favorites. So Thank you guys so much for being here, for getting it, for sharing with me when you love an episode or just giving me compliments about the podcast or 
sharing my excitement and the support. I feel really like there's been so much beautiful love of people that, yeah, of so many people who um, just, it really, it matters. It keeps you going. So that's all I'll say for today. I hope that you guys are having the coziest, coziest wintry time if you're in the northern hemisphere, which I feel like almost every listener is. Um, yeah, I'm sending you guys a lot of love and grace, and I hope you're having a lot of gentleness and kindness and compassion for yourself the way I'm trying to all the time. All right, bye guys.